Jin Bar Friggin Itai, Mazda, Australia. That culturally significant samurai sense of false conduct and misleading conduct deeply forged seamlessly together, illegally, tempered in the blood of a master swordsmith. Well done. False and misleading coming together as one, as they say in the adult entertainment industry. Dude, this is what happens when a car maker bends its customers over and the ACCC wakes up. Senior executive teeth are almost guaranteed to be a gnashing in the Mazda Australia boardroom ahead of what I'm tipping will be a somewhat terse series of conference calls back to Matsuda Kabushiki Geisha headquarters in Fukyu, Hiroshima. I'm not making that up. It's right there in black and white on Wikipedia. You can check it out for yourself. Who puts their headquarters in Fukyu? Hashtag lost in translation. But it doesn't seem out of place, does it, in the context of this report. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap, even Mazdas, for buyers here in Australia. Even from those lying bastards, I will do that. Website for that, obviously. Or you can click the card that's sort of, you know, stuck up there, which lies and otherwise misrepresents its existence and, of course, your entitlement to use it or not, but less often than Mazda Australia. So, news just in, okay? The federal court has ruled that Mazda Schittsville engaged in misleading and deceptive conduct and made... 49 false and misleading representations to nine consumers about their rights after their shiny new Mazdas went inconveniently poopy in their trousers. I do hate it when they do that. Go poopy, but obviously, but especially the lies. Fines in the millions are expected to be handed down after a judge or three have a nice long bex and a lie down following the hard-hitting delivery of this verdict, which must have been very tiring. And of course, therefore, it would be most inappropriate of me to speculate about how big those fines should be, mainly because I really don't want to share a cell with Bubba for Christmas because, you know, contempt. But as a general comment, I do hope consumer law penalties generally serve to dissuade would-be corporate bastards and recidivist corporate bastards from acting on their sick, perverted anti-consumer urges. Uh, frankly, I just look at this as a kind of fiscal castration. Quite effective. Go in through the wallet. Keyhole surgery. See, the thing about a court ruling is, and this is kind of important, it stops whatever existing in the domain of merely being an allegation and it shifts it to the domain of facts. It's a fact that Mazda did this now, okay? Specifically, the Mazda Schittsville problem is that it engaged in a seemingly systematic ongoing process of denying customers their rights under Australian 
consumer law. And to me, that doesn't seem to be a very good way of making Australia less shit, does it? This, of course, happened when Mazda Australia's defectively engineered and or badly assembled shitboxes went intrau poopy through no fault of the customer. According to the ACCC, the consumers had each requested a refund or a replacement vehicle from Mazda after experiencing serious and recurring faults with their new Mazda vehicles within a year or two of purchase. And this next bit is where Mazda engaged Hannibal Lecter as a consumer relations consultant. Seemingly. Mazda ignored or rejected the consumer's requests, telling them the only available remedy was another repair, even though the consumer's vehicles had already undergone multiple unsuccessful repair attempts, including complete engine replacements. One vehicle had three engine replacements. You should be able to smell the fava beans and the Chianti by now. I know I certainly can. After repeated attempted repairs over months and even years, in some cases Mazda offered to refund only a portion of the vehicle's purchase price or offered a replacement vehicle only if the consumer made a significant payment. And I have to say, this appears not to be some horrible mistake like a clerical error or something, but rather a carefully planned and executed anti-consumer 60 grit enema delivery system. Rod Sims did not exactly say this, of course, but he went pretty close and deep down, I know he wanted to. Mazda engaged in long drawn out discussions with the consumers, often multiple times a day over months, in which it misled the consumers about their rights. Mazda's conduct towards these consumers was not just appalling customer service, as noted by the judge, it was a serious breach of the law. This next bit from Sleepy Simo, as he's obviously never known outside the building, is vitally important to you if you ever find yourself in the unenviable position of being the owner of some defective shitbox that simply cannot be fixed. Consumer rights are not negotiable and must not be misrepresented to consumers. If a vehicle cannot be repaired within a reasonable time or at all, consumers have a right under the Australian consumer law to a refund or replacement. I do find the legislative wording here quite amusing, like esoterically legally amusing. Misleading and deceptive conduct. Like, what is this exactly? Some heretofore undiscovered work of Charles Dickens, or are we actually in the 21st century? And I say this because, according to Professor Harry G. Frankfurt, Professor Emeritus of Philosophy at Princeton University, and dude with whom I would love to neck a bottle of Shiraz or three, author of the Trouser TP inspiring essays on bullshit and on truth, which you should absolutely read, according to the good professor. Lying is a process of intentionally deceptively misrepresenting either the truth or what the liar believes the truth to be. So, as I see it, and no reference to individuals is made here, we're really just talking about Mazda being a lying bastard in order to deny ordinary people like you and me their legitimate legal entitlement 
to a replacement vehicle or a full refund after knowingly selling those people a vehicle which ultimately became a deeply dysfunctional shit heap. And this is now a fact, not an allegation by the corporate regulator or me. Given that car makers spend millions upon millions endlessly shoring up their reputations in a highly competitive market, dudes, way to shoot yourself in the reputational vegetables, you freaking geniuses. Personal opinion. Far cheaper just to step in and turn ordinary folks' frowns upside down, I'd suggest. Not to mention that this is also the morally right course of action. I'm not sure this matters to most big corporations, but hey. The deeply hilarious aspect about all of this, at least to me, is that I think Mazda could have sidestepped this fiasco completely about three years ago and come in for a softer landing. The ACCC launched their inquiry into the car industry almost six years ago now. The draft report on that came out in August of 2017, which they set in stone in December of that year. And that was four years ago now. The car industry was officially on notice. They went after some bad actors too, specifically Fiat Chrysler and Jeep. That was in 2015 before setting the industry on notice. Then Holden in 2017 and Ford in April of 2018. Some big targets there at the time. The upshot of which was that they forced those companies to sign extensive so-called court enforceable undertakings. These are undertakings to comply with consumer law in the future. And they're very detailed, okay? And then it seems the ACCC decided that these court enforceable undertakings were a really neat idea. Like they, there should be more of this kind of thing, right? And thus they hit Hyundai up to sign one as well. And the ink dried on that one in February of 2018. The big difference here was that this one was a kind of good faith undertaking. It was not actually alleged, to my knowledge, that Hyundai was bending its customers over in the manner of Ford, Holden or Jeep et al. Don't take my word for this either. You can download and read the detailed signed copies of Holden's, Ford's and Hyundai's court enforceable undertakings. They're freely available at the ACCC's website. And if you're interested in this stuff, they're quite entertaining. If you do that, of course, it becomes quite apparent by virtue of the difference between Hyundai's and that of Ford's and Holden's, for example, that the ACCC had no allegation of bad behaviour, kind of, sort of axe to grind, against Hyundai. Right? The regulator wanted all car makers to get on board and sign documents such as this to give some sort of tangible evidence of willingness to comply in the future. They wanted to be seen to be getting car makers on board with consumer law compliance as a consequence of previously putting the industry on notice. And Hyundai agreed to sign voluntarily. But of course, this distinction between them and the miscreants kind of got lost in the messaging. And my sense of this is that Mazda, whom I think the ACCC also hit up at that time to sign a similar good faith compliance undertaking, 
They took one look at the way Hyundai got royally shit-canned and lumped together with the other bad actors in the industry over signing voluntarily, and thus, it seems to me at least, that Mazda told the ACCC to go to buggery. Because they didn't want to get lumped together with the automotive truants in the manner of Hyundai, okay? So, still speculating here, I think the ACCC got the shits over that quite royally over Mazda's rejection of their kind offer to sign on. And I think Simo's sleep squad, like Sleepy Team 6, went out and invoked a proper witch hunt. They've certainly got the resources to do that. And I'd further suggest if you sell roughly 150,000 cars a year, like Mazda Schittsville does, is the ACCC or any other regulatory agency going to be able to find nine customers among those candidates who've been treated badly over the years, who've been lied to and bent over and illegally otherwise dealt with? Yeah, probably they are. I'm not suggesting that this treatment is okay either. It's absolutely not. What I am suggesting is that nine customers copping the rough end of the pineapple out of I don't know, 400,000 or something, over three years. That's evidence of unacceptable, specific illegal conduct. 49 counts concerning nine customers. It's not evidence of widespread systematic malfeasance, though, is it? It's not evidence of the absence of that widespread systematic malfeasance either. What I'm suggesting is that we simply don't know how well or how badly... Mazda treats the median customer who presents with a serious problem. Certainly, I've had customers tell me they've been treated pretty well when, for example, their shitbox 2.2 diesel in an early Mazda CX-5 went prematurely in trow poopy, even outside warranty. And I must say, it's nearly always that engine which craps out, at least according to my inbox, historically. It's worth noting that Toyota has signed a similar court-enforceable compliance undertaking, similar to Hyundai's, like a good-faith one, and they did that almost a year ago now. No allegation of misconduct was made around that, and if memory serves, Toyota did not cop much of the pineapple insertion unpleasantness reputationally concerning signing that agreement. So perhaps the ACCC has matured in respect of the treatment of good versus bad actors in the car industry. They've learned perhaps when to use the lube and, of course, not. I'd love to know how much of this upending of Mazda is sort of regulatory vexatiousness and how much of it stems from being knocked back vis-a-vis the earlier proposal to sign the undertaking. That would be quite interesting. I don't think we'll ever learn, though. Either way, if Mazda had Marty McFly's DeLorean somewhere in the garage out the back, I'm sure they'd go back to the future and play this whole thing quite differently. Importantly, would I buy a Mazda from those lying anti-consumer bastards in 2022? And by extension... Would I advise you to or not? And the answer is yeah, I think I still would. Because A, the product really is excellent. In my estimation, Mazda is today what Honda was in the 90s. The serious defect rate with Mazda seems pretty low to me. 
look, they are a bit up themselves and it appears to me that the egos at the top are a bit out of control in Australia, personal opinion. Evidence of that is that they flogged this losing horse in court for two years now and they've wound up with their dirty laundry oxygenated everywhere. Like, bad call, dude. Should have gone to Specsavers and just settled, I'd suggest. Point number B on this is that they won't want to go again for round two with the ACCC. Like, they just won't. The previous case would be used as evidence of their ongoing illegal conduct if it came to that. And it will invite, of course, a much bigger fine. One set of terse conference calls back to Fukyu in Hiroshima should be sufficient to minimise future organised consumer ankle-grabbing on the corporate front, I think, there. Let us hope so, at least, right? But personally, yeah, I'd still buy a Mazda. It does not mean that they were not complete cocks to those nine customers. I'm certainly not apologising for that, nor excusing it.